2: Melody. Melody. <laughs> Live from Studio
0: 6B <laughs> on Real America's Voice. It is a Thursday night, as you can tell. Big D, Damon, is out for tonight. He's been replaced, of course, by Big Z, Big David Zier, sitting in. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. Nice to see everybody once again.
2: We, we great were just, to be here.
0: We were just chatting stupidly about Josie and the Pussycats because I was doing my drummer impersonation. And that's that's what I thought of. I'm like, oh, I'm 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 the drummer from po- Josie and the Pussycats.
2: Yeah. Right. On at seven in the morning every right. day, getting ready for school back in the eighties. Uh, back in the day,
0: yes. Of course, Slick Rick is here with sports. Slick, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good tonight, Rick. How are you? Good. Which uh, which uh, member of Josie and the Pussycats are you? I'm neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there are three of them, so you got to pick one. Uh, live from Studio Six, b Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel Two Nineteen, Pluto TV Channel Four Seven Zero, also Ten Twenty Nine on Samsung TV Plus. As a matter of fact, I made sure when I left the house today, because uh, I was the only one there, and the dog loves to watch TV. I usually leave on something from Samsung TV Plus for him to watch. It's usually Lucky Dog, but today I, I-, I left the uh, the network on so he could watch me. Ah, he'll probably follow us. What kind of dog do you have? I have a boxer. Cool. His name is Harrison Ford, believe it or not. Uh, Uh, All right. Remember, follow us, uh, LFS 6B, on all the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Getter. The Getter chat will be in in just a little bit. Rumble, of course. Uh, YouTube, Facebook. I think I mentioned Facebook. Pretty much any and all uh, social media you'll find us on there, including Instagram. Also, follow us on the Live from Studio 6B website where you can sign up become a member put in your uh, your email we, we we're starting to do drawings now on a regular basis getting getting product out to you guys keeping you up to date on what we are doing and of course we appreciate any and all the time that you give us like I mentioned the getter chat is available on getter go there right now go to real am voice go to rav real america's voice page click on the uh click on the live now button and bada boom a bada bang slick rick put you right there right there you go exactly he's on there right now
2: who's on there do you know who's on yeah deborah lynn Joanne from Ohio. Tony
3: oh, Danza. Nice. Yeah. Tony Danza? Yeah. I love Tony Danza. Yeah. <laughs> Angela. Yeah. Jo Angela. Hold Dr. me Tom. closer, <laughs> Tiny Danza. Deborah Lynn. Come on, Tony let's Danza. Keep going with these people. Yeah. Diane Rapp. We got some good ones. Pudding 5, Black Guns 2049. Uh, we got them all in there. Of course, Ant is always in there. You rooting for his Yankees. What's up, Ant? Yep.
0: And uh, you know, slick Rick, since you're reading out, uh, reading out who's in the chat, give us a little hint
3: as to what might be coming up in sports tonight. I know there was some some big stories. Today, well, big right? story there with the uh, Washington that would be now the Commanders. That sale was approved today for a little over six. Big billions. Uh, we also have Tordy France, Rick. I went and checked that out today, and as well, we got a couple other stories coming up. Uh, Vikings football player, first round draft pick, 140 miles an hour, right down Route 94, which <laughs> I was sort of I was on that road last month, <laughs> earlier last month in downtown Minneapolis. So uh, yeah, we got some good stories coming up. Of course, we'll have some live baseball scores, and hopefully, we could dig up a rodeo or two in the middle of the week. All right, very
0: good, and uh, of course, our special guest, who's almost like he's almost like that uh, the uh, I would say he's like that brother that's not really part of the family. He's like our Urkel, right? He's always around, kind of hangs out. He's part of the family, but he's not related. How are you, David? Yeah, I saw this <laughs> comedian. He was
2: like, "There's always like a crazy uncle up in his room. You slide right. the food under the door for him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Uncle Booker T. Washington. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm grateful to be here. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, busy uh, news cycle as usual um, I'll be heading to Erie, Pennsylvania next week to cover the Trump rally, yep. um, and we have a lot of exciting things. And I just wanted to point out that you know Miranda Kahn is coming to Long Island to the America First Warehouse. If you go to the America First Warehouse dot com slash events, um, people Great can place. buy tickets. She has story time with Miranda Kahn. She wrote a children's book. Oh, nice! And it's called uh, Blue discovers uh, Floraland. You know, suicide has uh, hit her personally you know, uh, in, in the family. And, uh, if she wants suicide prevention, uh, awareness, and, uh, she'll be at the warehouse July 29th. Um, so we look forward to seeing, it. I'll probably be up in Buffalo, but maybe, uh, some of the six B guys can stop by. Yep. Um, and uh, a lot of uh, other things going on out there. So um, it's nice to be here.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll, I know you've got some stories that you're working on that you, you've been uh, kind of harping on today. So we'll touch base with that. But more importantly, talk to us about your Saturday morning special where people wake up, they're in their jammies, yeah. they're hanging out with David Zier, watching a show, drinking
2: their coffee. Breaking Point, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's
0: Voice. What yeah. do you got coming up this uh, weekend? 8
2: a.m. Eastern, uh, Breaking Point. I have, uh, a great guest uh, on the show, Dr. Mariam Grossman, a psychiatrist, MD, and she wrote the book *Lost in Transnation*. We could talk about it a little bit more, but she wrote a child psychiatrist psychiatrist guide out of the madness, and she's a child and adolescent psychiatrist, and she talks about this contagion of all these kids coming home to their parents and saying that I want to be a girl, I want to be a boy. And they go to school and they're pushing pediatric reassignment surgery and family friendly drag shows and trans agenda in the school. And she says, for me, this is a black and white issue. Most things in life are nuanced, but this is not one of them. Um, It's evil to indoctrinate children and young adults with falsehoods to drive a wedge between them and their loving parents. So um, if you watch the show, she'll have more to comment about that, but uh, go out and get that book lost in trans nation, two words, trans nation. Um, and I also have a lot of my interviews I did uh, from uh, turning point, uh, which um you know, are pretty good. You know, some of them are really good. Trent Staggs running for U.S. Senate in Wyoming. Dan Franzis running in Congress, for Congress in Florida's 22. Bernie Morano running in uh, Ohio for U.S. Senate, um, among others. And great kids, sharp kids on the ground. And just to wrap it up, um, U.S. Uh, the U.S. Senate rate in Ohio is shaping up, and I have a lot of data for you on that. Uh, could be very big for the GOP, so stay tuned.
0: Well, yeah, and, and it's Ohio. That's kind of one of those... Uh... Those states that you know
2: can win or lose an election. Well, every house, um, every, the House, uh, the Assembly, and the state legislature, and the Senate and the state legislature, the governor's office, one of the U.S. Senate seats, and there's a majority also in the uh, House of Representatives in Congress from Ohio. Uh, with uh, nine of them of the 14 seats being Republican. They're all controlled by the GOP. So if they win this race um, uh, against Sherrod Brown next year, right. and there's three candidates, crowded primary field already, we'll get into it a little more. Um, if they win that race, they will control every office from federal to state level representation in the state of Ohio, pushing it and anchoring it as a very deep red state.
0: Let's hope, uh, let's hope that comes to pass. Hey, um, lots of other stuff that was breaking today, like I mentioned, we got a lot of things we, we still have the MTG we never played from yesterday I definitely want to play play that for you guys tonight because from what I understand and I saw part of it she's uh she really kind of brings it this uh in this instance she goes I think she goes like two minutes over people are freaking out because of some of the things that she did um so we'll definitely get to that at some point but the big thing today I think the big headline is uh Chuck Grassley releasing the infamous uh, 1023 form. Uh, from the FBI accusing Joe Biden of bribery. And I believe somebody, let me, I think it was John Solomon's Just the News actually had a really good breakdown of it. Let me see if I can find it here, because it's one of those things where it lays out a lot of the stuff that was suspected, but, you know, nobody really knew for sure. Uh, Well, according to this, from John Solomon's Just the News, the top 10 Biden Burisma bombshells, from the FBI source document, uh, Iowa uh, Republican Senator Chuck Grasley earlier today published the unclassified FBI document containing the confidential human source information related to the alleged bribery scheme involving Joe and Hunter Biden with the uh, Ukrainian gas company that, hunt, that hired Hunter yep. to secure his father's help to uh, stifle an investigation into the dealings with the firm. The document shows that the Bureau had trusted Source uh, had a trusted source privy to Burisma's efforts to quash a probe from then-Ukrainian prosecutor uh, Viktor Shokin and its plan to expand to the U.S. and secure a company for IPO purposes. Here are the key takeaways, according to uh, Mr. Solomon. Uh, Burisma Holdings hired Biden to have his father protect the company. During the CHS first meeting with Burisma, uh, Burisma senior uh, officials reportedly stated that Burisma had hired Biden to protect us from his his dad from all kinds of problems through uh though they declined to elaborate exactly how many problems and what problems they're exactly talking about. Brisma feared Shokin's probe. This was the, uh, the prosecutor would stop its es- efforts to get publicly traded in the U S as always with these companies, it's about money, right? They're trying to make money yep. and you know, you don't fault any, anybody who runs a business starts a business. You want to make money just do it legally. But this this is not exactly what Barisma was up to. No, and they feared that their antics were going to be uh, were getting picked
2: up. Did it by also, prosecutor Sh- uh, Shokin? Did it also? Um, is this the document this uh, f- form that showed that Biden stopped by for a meeting, um, in the lobby of a hotel? Oh, the guy? Believe, a I, big guy. I believe. Yeah, I believe that was the one.
0: The, yeah. Well, it's funny too because uh, Dan Goldman, yes, in yesterday's hearing, he actually brought that up. And uh, it actually backfires in his face. Yeah, space. that really hurt him. That was <laughs> stupid. There you go. All right. Takeaway number three. Burisma knew Hunter Biden had no experience. They thought he was dumb and sought additional counsel. So during the CHS first meeting with Burisma officials, the company discussed the composition of its board and the aid of the Bidens, to which the CHS questioned why they sought additional counsel. Uh, assistance. Pajarski replied that Hunter Biden was not smart and they wanted to get additional counsel. The FBI document reads, during a subsequent conversation, uh, the CHS advised him to at least hire more conventional U.S. oil and gas advisors, citing the Biden's lack of experience in that industry. The CHS, here's the takeaway number four, believed that the payments made to the Bidens were illicit in nature. So the uh, Confidential Human Source, that's what CHS stands for. I, I don't think I mentioned that earlier in case, case I kind of blew by it. Um, during the conversations with Zolchewski, the CHS asked to Burisma's efforts to purchase U.S. company to secure a listing on the stock exchange. Uh, the company had sought to purchase a U.S. entity, an effort in which the CHS took issue due to the expense. The CHS proposed alternate approaches amid the ongoing investigation and discussed the legal prospects of Burisma in relation to Shokin's investigation. So if you notice, so far, in every single one, I think except for the one where Hunter is dumb, they basically say Hunter's an idiot, uh, Shokin is uh, prime um, focus because they're trying to avoid— the investigation. And again, we've heard it from from Hunter Biden himself. Right. What did
2: he say? I wouldn't have these jobs if my last name wasn't Biden. Yeah. And the document uh claims that this informant was coerced into discussing 10 million dollars in bribes to the Bidens. Yeah.
0: So there's a lot more takeaways to this. I'll give you one more. Burisma's executives believe they had been coerced into Hunter Biden, just like you said, during a phone call after the 2016 presidential election, Zaleski expressed disappointment in former President Trump's victory, prompting the CHS to press the Burisma CEO on whether he was worried about the company's connection to the Bidens. He retorted that he had not wanted to pay to Bidens and that he was uh, pushed to pay them. The term Zolceski used uh, was Russian slang for coerced payment. So again, Ooh. out of the uh, what is that? The first five takeaways. This is coming from John Solomon. It's yeah. just the news. You got the stupta uh. Yeah. yeah. I think, the, uh, I think the one we all knew, I, I, we didn't need to hear it from this, is that Hunter Biden is a moron. Uh, no. I think I think it's universally accepted at this point. I think he even knows that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is the uh, first segment. We're off and running with David Zier sitting there, Slick Rick sitting there. I'm here. You're there. We'll see you in the chat live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice Sports coming up next. Stay there. live from studio 6b real america's voice on a thursday night slick rick is here with sports david Zier is sitting in big z is sitting in for big d and of course you guys are there at home we're sitting there in the chat as well diane Rapp is in there 49er d is in there trump Stomach is in there non-com is in there john stark tj ash you name it. A lot of good people. Uh, a uh, lot of great, a lot of great followers. Uh, Ginger. We
3: got a lot of good ones yeah. in there. Tina from Texas. Checking in.
0: <laughs> and I do have to respond to somebody in the chat. That's why I brought it up. Hey. Um, uh, SCHO Creative uh, in the chat says, uh, can't believe that Rick named his dog after a liberal actor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss a beat dude. all right exactly that that's number one um but number two the, the genesis behind that name is he's almost 12 years old 12 years ago i wasn't you were a liberal uh, no <laughs> but i didn't really I, you know harrison ford i don't think anybody thought about harrison ford when it comes to politics we just didn't like I remember it was what what, 2010, yeah, 20, most 2011, act, most actors, yeah, yeah, Most most yeah, actors man. really you didn't really know much yeah. about their their yeah. their stance in politics. No,
2: but he was big on climate
0: change and all that. Yeah, but I d I wasn't paying attention yeah. to all yeah. that. Years ago, though, maybe I, last I needed a name ago. I needed a name for a gorgeous little puppy and for some stupid reason this name jumped out at me.
2: Uh, everybody seemed to agree. It's like, that's a great, a great name game. for a and dog. listen, uh, his so, movies are epic. Yeah. Uh, you know, he makes great movies, no doubt. The Fugitive's got to be one of the best of all time. A-
0: and oh, let's yeah. face it, my dog is better looking than the original. So there oh. you go. How oh. about that? So take that S-C-H-O creative. I get it. I understand. Like, if it was last year and I named my dog Harrison Ford, there'd be a problem. Right. Uh, but no. So it's a, he's he's almost 12. He's still very healthy. Uh, knock on something. Uh, <laughs> you could have named him Whoopi. Right. <laughs> See. Really yeah, that would have been a big problem. So There you go. Ant- answering the question about why I would name my dog after a liberal actor. Uh, Slick Rick, Scott Sports. Slick Rick, uh, sports are brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use our code at yep. checkout. LFS 6B. Save big on MyPillow products. Got some great stuff. We've got the slippers. I got the sheets. I got the pillows. You name it. Uh, get yourself some MyPillow stuff. Get Ready to have a great night's sleep. And uh, it all happens with Mike Lindell, mypillow.com. That's mypillow.com.
3: Slick Rick. Take it away. All right, Rick. Well, we're going to go to the rodeo. There's my rodeo girl right there, barrel racing. And we're going to go to the Utah Days of 47 Rodeo, Salt Lake City, Utah. Here we go. And we got first round. Ready for this one? Steer Wrestling. Ben Carson, three and a half seconds. Who knew? We had him on the show about a year ago, didn't we? (laughs) The good old doctor. He's he's pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. Team Roping, we're in the second round. We got a tie. We got Jackson Tucker and Dalton Pierce and Dawson Graham and Dylan Graham, the brothers Graham. Four seconds flat, 1500 apiece. We got uh, tie-down roping here. Second round, rally Mason-Webb, six and a half seconds. Barrel Racing, here we go. Sarah Rose Wagus Pack, 16.74 tenths. Total payout on this rodeo, $117,004. And this rodeo is rolling right through the weekend, right through the 24th. So you want to check that out if you're down in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Let's get to a couple of baseball scores tonight, and we'll get right down to it. Orioles right now lead the Rays three to one top of the seventh. Bottom of the first, the Cardinals over the Cubbies, 1-0. Earlier today, the Braves defeated the Diamondbacks 7-5. Brewers continue their winning ways over the Phillies 4-0. Cincinnati Reds beat the Giants 5-1. And uh, Blue Jays over the Pirates 4-0. White Sox defeated the Mets 6-2. What do you know? The Mets lost. Breaking news. Uh, <laughs> Tigers over the Royals 3-0. Uh, uh, Mariners 5-0 over the Twins. And Athletics and Astros 9 first pitch. Yankees Thankfully, will not be playing bowl tonight. They're on a travel day and they sure need one. And here we go. Let's get to it. The big news of the day. NFL owners approve six. 0.05 billion dollar sale of Commanders to Harris Group. I asked Fran earlier. I said, "What do you think the fifty thousand was?" He says, "Probably uh, transfer fees or something." But uh, here we go. John, John <laughs> Keem, ESPN staff writer, Minneapolis. Well, they were in the great city of Minneapolis. You know, I love Minneapolis. Where my princess. The Washington Commanders no longer belong to Dan Snyder. NFL owners, voting during a special session Thursday, unanimously approved the team's sale from Snyder family to a group led by Josh Harris. The Harris Group is. Paying billion, a record sum for a North American sports franchise. Snyder had owned the majority of the Commanders since 1999, and his family became the sole owners after he bought out his limited partners two years ago. Harris said he felt humbled and awed to be the new owner. I feel an awesome responsibility to the city of Washington, Harris said. I know what I've got to do. It comes down to winning. It's on me and on our ownership to deliver. That's what we're going to do. By the way, he owns the Philadelphia 76ers. He said the same thing, and you know what? He's on that team for about eight years now they haven't won anything. That's another story. <laughs> Harris grew up in Washington, D.C., recalled early memories of walking past RFK Stadium when they were then called the Redskins, right, Rick? Yep. Uh Sight of the franchise's former home, home. He rattled with the team's former greats, from quarterback Sonny Jurgensen in the 1960s and 70s to quarterback uh, Daryl Green and, of course, the great Art Monk wide receiver. The franchise is part of who he is, Harris said, but being a fan is not enough. To be successful, we need to win championships, create a positive impact on the community, and create incredible memories for our fan base, much like I had as a youth growing up in Washington. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell called Harris a great addition to the NFL, pointing to his record in business, sports, and work in the communities. Uh, Thursday's special voting session lasted nearly uh, two hours and 45 minutes before the sale was officially approved. It's going to be a great day for the NFL. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said before the meeting, it's a hallmark day. Excited about the prospects of going into Washington and giving them some capital punishment. <laughs> Boy, Jerry, get a little dig in there, Jerry. Uh, Harris' uh, Harris's group includes NBA Hall of Famer Magic Johnson you might have heard of him and billionaire Mitchell Rails uh, who like Harris is from Maryland uh, They are t- there are 20 uh, limited partners into the Harris group uh, under the NFL limit of 25 each partner had to be vetted for financial and security reasons and Harris along with David Blitzer as part of the Harris Blitzer Sports in the Entertainment Group also own the NBA's aforementioned Philadelphia 76ers and NHL's New Jersey Devils and uh, well Harris co-founded Apollo Management an asset management firm in 1990 he has a net worth Of 5.8 billion, and by the way, Daniel Snyder in 1999 purchased the Redskins at the time, because the Redskins. For 800 million and today sold it for over 6 billion. Not a bad return on your money in 23 years, huh? Made a couple bucks. My 401k didn't do that well. (laughs) Anyway, that's a rapid sports. I took a little time, but this is an important sale in the transaction NFL for those who actually care. Probably three people in the entire chat, but that's a rapid sports. Back to you. All right. Well, thank
0: you, Rick. And didn't he have to also, didn't they get him for a fine as well? Well, I didn't want to.
3: That's another part. I'll bring that story up later. They they tied 60 million chump change. That's That's it. That's like tipping the guy who gives you the chips in the casino.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Here you go. Go buy yourself something. Here you go. Nice. Here's 1% of the sale goes <laughs> back to you.
0: All right. Well, that's Sports and Slick Rick. Remember, sports brought to you by uh, MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use our code at checkout. David Zia, what have you there? Yeah.
2: This weird video that Mitt Romney made. You have that tonight? No. I tell, tell me about, about it. Hot dog. Uh, he said he, he's carrying a hot dog through the halls of Congress. and And the big mistake is he's got ketchup on it. Yeah and, uh, you know, meaty I, who I'm not a big fan of for the most part, but, you know, he has... Uh, I thought you weren't a fan of hot dogs. This
3: sounds like a case of pork barrel. Mitt
2: Romney quoted as saying, you know, today's National Hot Dog Day, and perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat, you know, and it's like so bizarre. So at first you had Dukakis with the uh, oh, la- helmet Dukakis. that was too large in the M1 tank in 88. Then you had George Bush buying socks in Kmart, and oh. he looked like a fool because he didn't know how much they cost. And then Romney's carrying around a hot dog. It's like this video we made uh, a while ago—12 hours of him and his dog in a car. Um, you know, he's trying to be relevant to Congress, but it's kind of like he looks like a mannequin. He's very uncomfortable. You know, go to a hot dog cart, hunch over, get two—one. You know, yeah. get a whiz wit yeah, or something. Exactly. You know, do something. Do
0: something. You know? Yeah, get it, get it out of the guy. You know, at the corner. You know, he's been there all day. He grabs yeah. it out of the water, and shakes dirty the water, water, water door, Yeah, exactly.
2: Dirty water dog, man. Those are the best. But uh, yeah. He's trying to be relevant. You know, he's running for reelection. I have an interview, I think it's uh, on my show, Breaking Point, this weekend. Um, Yes, it is. Trent Staggs, uh, who's running in Utah for U.S. Senate against Mitt Romney. So check that out. I also have Phil Lyman, who's running for governor.
0: No, it's time to uh, retire Mitt Romney, I think. Oh. But uh, I think in the break we're going to try and look for that video. If we can find it, we can get it, we'll play it. Uh, consumer tax advocate Jason Brown is coming up on the show. We'll be talking to him next and also talk to you about something going on at the American First Warehouse if you're in the area. They've got some cool stuff coming up. We'll do that as well. We'll throw Joe to Box a mention here on the show. Do some more sports. We'll do oh, some Joe more DeBox. news with David Zia. And, of course, uh, we'll have you guys there. We'll see you in the chat during the break. In the meantime, hang tight. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice will be back. from Studio 6 B, Real America's Voice on Thursday night. Thank you for joining us. As you can see, Slick Rick is here. Yeah. Looking debonair. He'll be having, uh, he'll be doing some more sports in just a little bit. Uh, David Zier is here. Kind of like, kind of like the, the, the neighbor that doesn't know when to go home no I'm kidding no, I'm joking
2: no, with you no, no, no. I kid with Can you I my friend. Tell you my, I'm, I kid with you my, my broken cookies theory? What's your broken So like theory? you say to somebody's house you go to somebody's house right they whip filet. yeah I'm prime rib. they have like
3: cupcakes for you every night and everything but by the sixth <laughs> day it's
2: just like a plate of broken cookies and it's like, oh, <laughs> <all right>. David's <laughs> getting the a lot out. of love in the <laughs> that,
3: chat uh, fix America now which is an apropos name <laughs> zero is a good addition to the show a lot of love in the chat uh, Laura 2727 hey David good to see you they love when you come on a show David we were Really happy to have you as well. Yeah, well, that's Thank really nice. And a shout back out to the, everybody.
2: Yeah, and, um, and again, love the audience.
0: Not only does he, uh, you know, put his time and, and jump on us whenever we yeah. ask him, ask him to jump on, which is which is much appreciated. He's also run around the country half the time. Uh, you know, basically, you have become kind of this advocate
2: um, well, I'm a, and an activist. Really, I, I want to give. Real American Voices, uh, a voice, you know, like Ed Henry always says, it's Real American Voices. That's what this network is about. That's yep, right. Um, and uh, we can relate to the common person. And I think we're in touch on the ground. We have Don't the question. finger yeah. on the pulse.
0: And again, he's going to be out and about next week. And, uh, you know, speaking of advocates, we've got someone uh, I think that fits right in with, with what we're talking about when you're talking about doing stuff for the American people. We're talking about consumer tax advocate. His name, Jason Brown. He's the co-fo- co-founder of covidtaxrelief.org. And welcome to the show, Jason Brown. How are you, my friend?
4: I am doing good. Good to see you guys. How are you doing tonight?
0: Yeah, doing well. And thank you for uh, taking the time and jumping on. And uh, you heard us. You, you just heard our discussion here. You know, kind of being advocates. Uh, David doing what he does, jumping around the country, trying to uh, you know raise awareness, uh, get people motivated, get people excited. Um, but you guys are doing something that's exciting for people too that they should know about if they don't know about it already, right? Explain what uh, a is all about
4: yeah it's amid all this craziness right now it's good to be the bearer of good news once in a while right yeah and uh so what we're talking about is the last uh COVID stimulus money uh that's available for business owners this is legislation that president trump put into effect before he left office and uh-huh. this is for those businesses that retained their w-2 employees during 2020 and 2021 and uh, look, Greg, it's it's not a small amount. They can get up to $26,000 per employee. So right. it's it's exciting. I mean, we're seeing these businesses, even small businesses with three, four employees getting close to $100,000. Um, and of course, 10, 12 employees quarter million dollars and it just goes up from there so it's it is some good news for business owners that's for sure
0: yeah especially because you know like you said this this was all put in place by former president trump because of the covid situation and so many businesses you know they 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 got their butts kicked They, they had to take a haircut they had to do this they had to do what they had to do to survive so this was kind of put in place as kind of a uh I guess a stopgap or, or maybe a life preserver, right? Is is that a good way to describe it? Yeah,
4: I think that's a good way to put it. Right, they did the hard thing despite all of the challenges that were put in front of them between government shutdowns, supply chain issues, regulations. You know, um, most of those entrepreneurs entrepreneurs are just resilient, and they had to pivot. A lot of them struggled and and so this money couldn't come at a better time for these folks and unlike ppp and some of the other stimulus that that they that you might have heard of this is not a loan that has to be forgiven or paid back it's not a grant right a grant is free money but you're told how you have to spend it right business owners can put this in their business take distribution they can help employees they can do whatever they want with these funds
0: Great. Hey, um, David Zier happens to be an entrepreneur as well. You were just talking about entrepreneurs. How could someone like him uh, or people like him, you know, that that run their own business and, and they're busy? He, this this guy, he, I don't even know he, if he knows what, he, what his house looks like anymore. He's always on the road. Um, you know, but in terms of taking advantage, like if someone like him were to contact you, how does that process work? Because again, A lot of times we don't even hear about this stuff. A lot of this stuff flies under the radar and they need people like you to kind of, you know, get out there and kind of, you know, hit the bell and say, hey, believe it or not, you're entitled to this and you're paying for it anyway.
4: That's it. That's that's the key is getting people to realize this money was set aside for you, for you if you retain W2 employees. So, look. If you tried to do it on your own and dive into this thing the, the legislation is over 200 pages long, it's been changed multiple times on top of that, we have simplified the um, entire process for you. Just go to go to covidtaxrelief.org. covidtaxrelief.org. Uh you can call the 800 number there, you can enter your information on the website, we'll call you at whatever time's convenient for you. But our guys will walk you through about a 10 minute questionnaire that directly parallels the qualification guidelines that the IRS has laid out for this program. And so we'll be able to tell you in eight to 10 minutes if you qualify and roughly how much you would qualify for. So again, that's COVIDtaxrelief.org. All
0: right. And again, that's good to know because, you know, when this stuff hit, a lot of a lot of businesses they didn't have the choice. They didn't have the choice of saying, "Okay, you know what? We can be. We're going to be fine. We, we're we're cash rich. We're good. Uh, we don't have to worry about closing down for this many time. We can tell our employees, you know what? Stay home. It's okay. We got you." A lot of them, you know, it, it, let's face it, they're 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 running on slim margins.
4: Yeah, and they still are, is what's crazy, right? You know, people think that, oh, I struggled during COVID. Well, they're still riddled with supply chain issues and regulations that are affecting their business. And so just to share a little bit of good news with you, um, we have been partnered with you guys for for coming up on six months now, six or seven months. Mm -hmm. We come on your show. We love your your, uh, listener base. Uh, So many people that have, uh, you know, values that align with ours. But we have uh, just got the numbers today. For Real America Voice listeners, $220,500,000. Wow. $220,500,000 wow. uh, $220, uh, to mm-hmm. Real America Voice listeners. Those are checks directly cut. From the U.S. Treasury right. delivered to your listeners, that's a little uh, an average of about two hundred and five thousand dollars per business owner.
0: And again, that's not money you pay back.
4: It is correct. That's correct. Wow. Um, and, 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 nice. and look, if I if I can leave you with one thing, Rick, yeah. people, there's so much disinformation, misinformation out there. Um, people telling you, oh, you you don't qualify because you didn't struggle right or you right. didn't lose money during covid the regulations have changed the legislation has changed multiple times even if you looked at this before or maybe you talked to somebody that told you did, you did not qualify go to our website covidtaxrelief.org get on the phone with one of our reps we're not going to we're not going to put you through if you don't qualify but again under under all the the recent legislation changes we'll let you know if this will be a fit for you
0: All right, that sounds great. I know David Zier had a question, too, because, like I said, he's an entrepreneur. He's worked in the business community, construction, buildings.
2: He's worked with big businesses, small businesses. What do you want to ask him? Um, Well, I think there's a big commercial crunch coming. Um, I I believe uh, construction loans were down 56% in the first quarter, or commercial loans. Um, A lot are going to default. J.P. Morgan says (laughs) 20% may default. Um, do you see that on the horizon and I see tech layoffs are at 23 year high. So does this help protect us uh, for upcoming layoffs that maybe we have to do also? Uh,
4: well, look, like I said before, there's no regulation on how you want to spend this money. So so yeah, business owners that that have that sense, they know that's coming, They can they can put that money into maintaining the current workforce so that they're not affected the Mm. way that you're talking. And, you know, people ask, well, is this legislation going to go away? Yeah, it it is. It's only available for a certain time frame. So we just have a few more months here of Mm. this. So don't delay. I have one Give more, us a all, call, go to our website and yeah, see if it'll yeah. work for you for sure. I
2: have one more quick question. Does it apply at all to any 1099 situations?
4: Man, I'm glad you asked that. And we don't want to waste anyone's time. So, no, it's only <laughs> W2 no. employees. Right. Okay. Yeah. Again, we don't beat around the bush, unfortunately. Um yeah, 1099, if you, if you compensated people via independent contractor, 1099, or you're a sole proprietor, you didn't have any employees, mm-hmm. then you would not qualify. But you know who would qualify is, again, even nonprofits, churches, private schools, um, anyone that retained their W-2 employees and is not a municipality or government organization um, w- would have a chance of qualifying.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Great Great info. Yeah, definitely.
0: And again, Jason Brown, thank you so much for joining us. Some great information there. If you do own a business and if you do have, you know, retained your W-2 employees, as Jason said, go visit them at covidtaxrelief.org. In just a few minutes, they can tell you if you qualify and uh, who knows, uh, like he's talking about the average of 200,000. That's uh that's not just chump change. That can that can make or break a business. And and also, like David said, you know, you see a downturn coming can help fortify your business.
4: Yeah, for sure. And hey, we've really enjoyed the partnership, guys, and uh, appreciate you having us on tonight.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Jason, thank you so much for coming again. Co founder of COVIDTaxRelief.org, Jason Brown. Go check it out for yourself and find out if they can help you. Uh Jason, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks again. All right. Have a great night, man. And, and, you know, that's good to know that, you know, because we do have a lot of people that, you know, maybe they're popping us on at around this time. Maybe they're having a little late dinner or something, but they just came from closing up their shop and they do have those W-2 employees that, yeah, they they try to save, you know, because we try and save our job. We don't want to fire people. No.
2: Yeah. um, I have clients, you know, I'm in commercial real estate. um, So a lot of our people are 1099, but I have clients tomorrow that I could tell about this. Right that, you know, have had, you know, 50, 80 employees, wow. you know, that are in the building business, um, that have a big staff. So I'm going to tell them about it right away. Cause I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about it, but I didn't really get into it. So I'm going to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, you know, the way Jason describes it within a few minutes, he can tell you if you qualify. So you're not going to waste a lot of time. It doesn't, it sounds like you're getting on the phone. They go, okay, yes,
3: yes, yes. Good. You qualify. Let's get the process oh. started right it's a no it's worth a shot what do you got to lose a couple of minutes a yeah, couple minutes of your to life Twenty six thousand dollars per employee that's
2: impressive yeah like um especially building construction like we're on long island here there's no more land all right. redevelopment it's very hard to stay in business as a build so I, I i have guys that have big offices big overhead
0: yeah so this and, may help them and a lot of people don't you know don't have the resources to start their own business so they have to be w2 they have to work for somebody else Um, and when those downturns come like the, you know, the COVID thing happened and people were closing up, uh, it's like, well, what do I do? Because I've been relying on this business as my income. It's not like they're going to run out and start a business right there and then and pick Right. right up at that same amount. It takes time. So Good information. Hopefully, uh, people can use it out there. Again, it's org. That's org. Go to the website, give them a call, get the process started if you do own a business or you do know someone that does, and point them in that direction, like David said, he's going to do. So, yep. we'll be doing some sports. We'll take a quick break coming up. David, what
2: do you have coming up? I know you got some stories. You were, you were. Yeah, I got a couple stories. One on uh, Zelensky in the Ukraine. Uh, They're not doing well. Um, I also have more uh, on the Ohio U.S. Senate race and how important it is, and some uh, data on who has money, who doesn't, and what's going to happen. And it's a year out, but it's important. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, who has money, who doesn't? You're talking to the right people. Uh, Slick Rick will be doing (laughs) some sports coming back from the break. We just need you guys to hang there. We'll see you in the chat. We'll say hello. See who wants to make fun of something else that I did. (laughs) Tina from Texas checking in. Also, Trackman checking in on the Getter Chat. We'll see you in there live from Studio 6. It will be Real America's Voice. We'll be back. live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, on a Thursday night. Thank you for joining us, everybody, in the getter chat. We appreciate it. David Zier is here. Slick Rick is here. He'll be doing sports in just a little bit. But uh, David was talking about this video. I found it. I found the uh, the Mitt Romney hot dog video. (laughs) And as Fran pointed out, this doofus is even wearing a hot dog hat. Um... But why don't we play the video so you can see yeah. it for yourself? Yeah. This will be our LOL of the day without decompress. the, yeah. without the be, fancy yeah. intro. Let's be
3: frank about it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ready? Here we go. Well, as you all know, today is National Hot Dog Day. And uh, perhaps you also know that hot dog is my favorite meat. I love hot dogs. <laughs> uh, I love them. In buns, I love them outside of buns, I love them with baked beans, I just like hot dogs. It's the best, you know, best meat there is without question. So, to all of you who, like oh, me, are celebrating a National Hot Dog Day, uh, congratulations to you and may there be many, many more hot dogs served in our wonderful land. Yeah. <laughs> This Romney salami never cut the mustard. This guy never. so insincere. He Really hasn't.
2: Oh my goodness! So insincere. He really hasn't. You know, I, I doesn't he know that. The
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got it.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, That's but, a good one. That's, does he know that they allow X amount of rat hair? <laughs> oh, oh they my made oh, yeah. in the I'm not,
0: I'm not even. I'm laughing. It's his favorite meat, really. Yeah, hot right. dog. Yeah. A, a, a conglomerate of, of waste basically packed together right. in a skin, and he considers that his favorite meat. You know, he's eating and,
2: lobster like a mobster. Oh, my god. It's not like dog. a good tube
0: steak, right?
5: Uh,
2: <laughs> he loves he loves it in buns. He loves
0: it out of buns. He loves it with cinnamon buns. He loves uh, it out, in his buns of steel. I don't know what this guy's
2: talking about.
0: I was waiting for him
2: to do the tube steak boogie up there. <laughs> what, <guy's laughs>
0: what a complete moron. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And this guy's a Senator. Think
2: about it. He almost he almost became president. Remember that?
3: That was well, scary.
2: Yeah. Uh I, I don't know. I think he's out of touch. He's he's may not run again. I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, uh I think I think he needs to be retired after. Got that. a lot of money. Yeah. Got a lot of money. But you know, the governor of Utah too, uh, if I could just digress for yeah. one second here. Uh, you know, Spencer Cox is being accused of all the time of being very, very liberal. He has this thing where you have to listen to the other side. He has this like policy in Utah that he's pushing where, you know, you have to, you have to like give the other chance, side a chance to explain their position and all this crap. And conservatives in Utah are fed up with it. Um, I just interviewed Phil Lyman, who may run for governor. He's a state house rep in Utah. Uh-huh. He was down at Turning Point. Um, I'm going to air that interview on Breaking Point on at Saturday on Saturday, also. Um, but you know, people are fed up over there because he's like he's like Romney on steroids, the governor. Uh, so between him and and. Uh, Romney and the governor. I don't know what happened to Utah. I thought yeah. they were conservative. You would think, yeah, but Ken you know what? Staggs is uh, raising a lot of money, though. He's going to challenge Romney.
0: A, a lot of times, it's once these guys get in, they did what they had to do to get in, and then the real them comes out. I, I think I think we see it all the time with these these Rhino Republicans. Uh, they get to where they wanted to get to, whether the House or the Senate, yeah. and you find out, ah, eh, they're not really as conservative as they always talk about. They're more. They're basically a Democrat. Democrat light.
2: Yeah, this Phil, this Phil Lyman guy uh, in the state house was the only uh, state house rep wearing an ankle monitor, or was on probation. (laughs) Uh, He got arrested because you know most of the land in Utah is federal land, and um, you know there's a lot of issues uh, with that with the people. They don't want. They don't want. He got. You know, he walked on BLM land and got arrested. Right. Um, and he's fighting for private property rights there. So um, there's going to be some battles in Utah. Keep an eye on it. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on Utah. That is that, And Brunson Adams is from there, too, which I interviewed at uh, Turning Point. Attorney Boy Point. Brunson right. from the SCOTUS case. Right. So and
0: And important. is that going to be on Saturday as well or no?
2: No, um, okay. the interview, we didn't capture the interview. Uh, it was my last one of the day on Sunday. Maybe the record <laughs> button down. wasn't on. I'm not <laughs> sure. But, you know, we did. So I did like 25 interviews there. But it was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. It may come up before the um, Supreme Court again because, right. you know, they kicked the can down the road. They pulled it out of the appellate. They made an emergency declaration. We got to listen to this. And then they punted it. But uh, it is coming back, so it's something to keep your eye on as well. All right. A- anything
0: else? Uh, I-, I know there's a few different stories you wanted to make sure we hit upon tonight that were important to you.
2: Um, yeah, just uh, maybe just two minutes about uh, Ohio, um, because it's very important uh, there. Uh, Sherrod Brown is the remaining. Democrat senator. He's been in there since the early 2000s. Right. And uh, he raised $5 million last quarter. And he's polling slightly ahead of the GOP field. And he has more cash on hand than all three GOP candidates combined at this point. So, there's three guys running. I interviewed Bernie Moreno. He'll be on the show. We spoke at Turning Point. He was great. He was born in Bogota, Bogota Colombia. Uh, he talked about being discriminated against as a Hispanic American. But you know that he's like really good. He thinks young kids, Gen Z, are much more conservative than... millennials, which is really good for America's future. The Democratic Party is not the party of entrepreneurship. He stated that people are waking up because they realize the left massively overplayed their hand, and we have to get back to common sense. He pointed out Joe Biden was in the Ukraine on President's Day instead of East Palestine, where thousands of people have suffered. Um, And uh, there's another guy, Frank LaRose, running. I'm going to get around to interviewing him and Matt Dolan, uh, who's amassed about $4 million. But a victory against Democrat Senator, U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown would mean that the Republicans will control the governorship, both houses in the state legislature, nine of the 14 seats if they can retain them in the House of Representatives, and also control both U.S. Senate seats. It would be very, very major. Right.
0: But it means nothing if they don't go ahead and use that um, new gain power and actually pass the policies well, that the
2: people, you know, yeah, it's always people the problem, want, Right. Right. We have big red waves and yeah. then nothing gets done And then nothing gets done
0: because everybody everybody all of a sudden you know they they start it's almost like they're tiptoeing through a puddle like oh they ohio gotta lift state... their skirts up so it doesn't get wet because they don't want it they don't want anything bad to get on them they want to remain i want to make sure i look yeah. good for the media and i don't want anybody to yell at me well the,
2: too bad the ohio state legislature is passing bills that are, pre- uh, are preventing uh, men and women's sports and a pediatric reassignment surgery so they are doing some good stuff there that's great. all right
0: well well that's good to hear well we'll keep yeah. we'll keep keep more of an eye they on are. Ohio, big state for the upcoming 2024 election. Let's switch gears over to some sports with Slick Rick, brought to you by Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Use LFS 6B at checkout
3: for some great deals. Slick Rick, what do you got? All right, got a little golf right here. Christo Lempreck shares lead at Open Championship after shooting a 66. This is Mark Schlabach of ESPN. Hoylake, England amateur Christo Lemprecht might be the only one at Royal Liverpool Golf Club, who wasn't surprised his name is the top of the leaderboard with England's Tommy Fleetwood and Argentina's Emilio Grillo. Um, this is, uh, excuse me, Emiliano Grillo. After Thursday's opening round of the 151st Open Championship, uh, Lemprecht, uh, 22, had seven birdies and two bogeys while carding a five under 66 and his first round played in a major championship. The Georgia Tech senior qualified for the Open in June by winning the British amateur at nearby Hillside Golf Club. Lemprecht is only, is only the second amateur to have at least a share of the co-lead and after the first round of the Open in 50 years, at six feet eight inches, Lamprecht is believed to be the tallest <laughs> player to ever compete in the Open. He said his father is six four, his grandfather is six eight, and his great grandfather was seven feet. Lamprecht wow. said his growth spurt came near the start of high school. And uh, Rory McIlroy, Damon's favorite golfer, who won the Open the last time it was played at Royal Liverpool in 2014, needed birdies on two of his last five holes to get back to even par. Defending Open Championship winner Cameron Smith was one over. Uh, and a real quick story for those Eagle fans. I'll try to get to this quickly. They are bleeping obnoxious. Lions' C.J. Gardner-Johnson goes off on Eagles fans. This is Dylan Gwynne of Breitbart. Visiting players at Philadelphia's Lincoln Financial Field are always booed loudly by the hometown faithful, but next time Lions quarterback C.J. Johnson-Gardner comes to town, they might boo him even louder. Gardner-Johnson, a former Eagle who now plays for the Detroit Lions, was answering questions while gaming during a live stream this week, and at one point he was asked his least favorite part about playing in Philadelphia. Gardner-Johnson did not have that he said, the people. They're expletive, obnoxious. Gardner Johnson said, I expletive. Can't stand the expletives, Expletive, expletive, exclamation point. So Gardner Johnson will not be, they won't be happy to see him. Detroit does play there a couple of times here and there. Not every year, obviously. But, you know, yet Eagle fans are known to be obnoxious, as are most Philadelphia fans. I happen to be a Philadelphia 76er fan, and yes, Uh, yes. I am obnoxious. He's very obnoxious. I kind of go in with them, but no love for the Eagles. (laughs) I'm more with Jerry doling out that capital punishment. That's a wrap. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Slick
0: Rick. In the break, we're going to find out what your favorite meat is. So uh, let us know in the chat. Uh, (laughs) We'll be back with our number two (laughs) filet mignon. David Zia, Slick Rick, and of course you guys there at home. Stay there. We'll be back. Our number two coming up live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Eat the sausage. (laughs) Olive loaf. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice on a Thursday night. Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 24, no, Channel 470, uh, correction, uh, 1029 on Samsung TV Plus. Also follow us on all of the socials Instagram, uh, Twitter. Getter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, you name it. We're all over the place. Just put in LFS6B and uh, follow us and then share it with your friends as well. And, of course, if you're in the Getter chat, go to Getter, getter.com. Uh, Look for Real America's Voice. Look for that page. Click on the live link. You'll see our ugly the uh, as Slick Rick likes to call it, the uh, – what, what do you call it? Not Mount Rushmore. Around, what? Uh, no. the, the, the four faces of uh, yeah. that town. There, come on, Mount just Mount No
3: More. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. calls us
0: Mount No More. Yeah. Uh, because Paul's not there anymore. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Bada Bing, Bada toon Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh, we do have a Paul Nolan update, by the way. Oh, we do. Um, he's still not here. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you have it.
3: There's your. Uh, I think Paul Damon Nolan. gave a descriptive on it about a week or two ago, right?
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, but he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. I think occasionally he does pop into the chat to say hello. Yeah. I saw some people, I think it was last night or the night before saying, hey, Paul. Um, so I think he, he had popped in for a few minutes just to kind of say hello to everybody. So got a lot know. of fans out there. Yeah, yeah, you know. he does. So uh, again, big Z, David Zier is here
2: tonight. How are you, David? I'm really well, thank you. Uh, Gearing up for a busy week, you know, might be more Trump indictments, which we'll cover on RAV. That's right. You Um, you said you're you're uh,
0: planning to, uh, you're heading uh, We don't know.
2: We don't know yet, but we're Uh planning on covering if an indictment comes out this week, um, you know, maybe on location where Trump is. But um, I don't have any real information on it yet. So, um, but yeah, Uh, but we got the rally. And Erie, I'm sure he'll be fired up. And he'll probably climb another seven points with the indictment. And then the next indictment, another seven. So he'll be leading the rest of the GOP field by 60 on... You know, besides right. DeSantis, who he's up about 30 on average.
0: Well, especially when things are, are, are breaking like they are um, over the Hunter Biden thing. And now, of course, uh, the White House is coming under pressure amid a clear shift in answers. This coming from Fox News uh, about, uh, you know, the changing story of Joe Biden's role in Hunter Biden's businesses, which, again, was exposed yesterday yeah. during the testimony of who's the, who's the doofus from New York? Goldman?
2: Yeah, Dan Goldman. Dan
0: Goldman. Who basically confirmed. He confirmed when talking to, to I think it was Shapley, um, that yes, that that uh yeah uh you know um Joe Biden is in he business and talks, that,
2: talks to talks business with his son. Yeah, he violated that principle like for a prosecutor, never answer a question, right. never ask a question that you already don't know the answer to. Like right. he shouldn't have gone there.
0: Yeah, he shouldn't have gone there. He basically confirmed it, which is, you know, it's like all right, look, it, what not us, it was your own Democrat, your own Democrat from New York who did our dirty work for us, so thank you. we appreciate that, Mr. Goldman, you're a buffoon, and we love it yes. uh but also watch it's the Hunter. watch the way they talk too, because I saw this in an article too where where now I think the the White House is saying, well, he wasn't in business with
2: Hunter, yeah,
0: you know it's like, oh, here we go. It's the word play
2: so I think. That they're preparing to take out Biden. I like. I saw. Oh, yeah. a, I saw a CNN article today that was like basically admitting everything the Republicans have been saying for seven years, six years, right? Five years. Yeah. Um, and by the way, thank God for Rudy Giuliani because we never would have had the laptop if he didn't answer uh, Mac Isaac's email uh, right. from the computer store. And uh, he's a hero. He's an American hero. Uh, that's why they're trying to disbar him, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. But no, you 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 were gonna. I, I, I was just saying, to... like the article, you know. I've been the articles I've been reading too is like they're they're I think getting ready to say Biden should go. I think it's all a plan. Yeah. I think they don't do anything by accident.
0: See, see, the and again, that's that's been a, a theory of mine uh, that I uh, that I've conveyed a few times. Right, that I think they're setting him up. That I think they're going to give him. Uh, they're going to allow him a graceful exit, so to speak. Right. Right, they, they, because if he goes down in flames like Nixon, then what and happened it's a after Nixon in for
2: twenty four right? The, GOP. The, the next the
0: next the next president's going to be from the opposite party because people are going to be like, oh, totally corrupt, get him out of here. That's that's why Jimmy Carter got elected. They could have ran a a clown shoe in seventy six, and it would have gotten elected over the Republican.
2: Yeah, and I think um, you know they're going to uh, the next JFK is uh, Gavin Newsom. That's how they're going to frame it up. They're going to try.
0: But he's got he's got such a bad record
2: in Everybody knows California is well, just a complete. Wreck. You know, I know it's a disaster, and I know they're all crazy, but um, they still have a growing economy because they have so many, you know, um, tech businesses and stuff. And you know, even though the streets are a disaster and people can't afford it, um, you know, he can he can run on a record that the Democrats will support. Right. You know, for you know even though he's a tyrant a fascist um, and you know, you know what it's not
0: even his record that they support they just think he's good looking
2: <laughs> it is it, it's it's you know it's it's pretty shallow but that's... You About, know. I was on a plane recently with a guy, and uh-huh. I, I try not to talk politics when I'm flying, you know, because I don't... The you worst don't want thing, to throw somebody off a plane, I get it. Right. But, you know, <laughs> the last thing you want is somebody to come back at you, and then all of a sudden it's a tense situation, and you right. just... I just keep my mouth shut, usually. And then the pilot um, gets but, involved. you know, I was with this guy from California. They love Joe Biden. They love Gavin Newsom, this guy from L.A. He fixed landing gear on an aircraft. He was an engineer, and I thought he'd be like a conservative guy. He's like, no, he hates Donald Trump. They hate... Donald Trump in L.A. They hate him. And, you know, big money is going to be behind Gavin. Right. Yeah. Big. Exactly.
0: So, yeah, we, we mentioned the, uh, the whistleblowers from the... From the committee hearing yesterday, one clip we didn't get to that Damon left for us was Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's jump into that, because from what I understand, she brought the fire, yeah, Aaron. So uh, let's, let's get it kicked off. Let's get as much of this in as we can. Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene with the whistleblows from yesterday's uh, committee hearing.
5: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Before we begin, I would like to let the committee and everyone watching at home that parental discretion is advised. <laughs> I would also okay. like to remind everyone that on our oversight committee, we provide oversight into all parts of the federal government, including their Department of Justice and their their willingness to prosecute and their unwillingness to prosecute, and whether it's politically motivated. Um, I would also like to say that when evidence and proof of a crime is presented, no prosecution should be denied, no matter who the person is. Uh, To the whistleblowers today, I thank both of you for your courage to come to the committee today and your commitment to to truth. Uh, I have great respect for it, so thank you. I would like to talk with you both about Hunter Biden and his tax write-offs with his law firm, Owasco. I would like to ask, uh, Mr. Ziegler, when did you start your investigation and your testimony? It was November 2018, is that correct? Yes or no?
1: Yes, that's correct.
5: Thank you. During your testimony with with the House Ways and Means Committee, you stated that through bank records, you identified Hunter Biden was paying prostitutes related to a potential prostitution ring. Is that correct? Yes or no?
1: Yes, that's correct.
5: I've also reviewed those same bank reports, commonly referred to as SARS, suspicious activity Mm -hmm. reports, and I'm very troubled by them. We read thousands of them in the Treasury. This particular excerpt from a SARS report talks about human trafficking, uh, and in regards to Hunter Biden and 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 payments he was making. What's even more troubling to me is that the Department of Justice has brought no charges against Hunter Biden that will vindicate the rights of these women who are clearly victims under the law. Um, I would like to talk about in your prior testimony, you stated that the prosecutorial team was investigating violations of the MAN Act. Is that correct, Mr. Ziegler?
1: That is correct.
5: Regarding the Mann Act, if a person is transported across state lines for sexual activity, such as prostitution, that could be a violation of a federal law. Is that correct?
1: Uh, I actually recently looked at the federal law regarding Mann Act, and I believe that that is correct, but I would refer you to the DOJ manual.
5: Thank you. I would like to uh, present this to the committee. This is showing Hunter Biden paying for a victim's United flight from LA to Dulles. This was a, I believe this is a violation of the Mann Act. This is Hunter Biden's. This is his uh, proof that he bought the ticket. He bought it for this woman right here. Um, She, he flew her from Los Angeles to Washington on June 14th, flew her back. To uh, Los Angeles, California, on June 15th of 2018.
0: <laughs> wow, a quick little overnight And trip.
5: I would like to um, point out that if he was purchasing her a plane ticket for sex and traveling across state lines, do you believe that to be a violation of the Mann Act, Mr. Ziegler?
1: So I can talk to specifically what's in my tran or what's in my transcript regarding the Mann Act. So. I know we were compiling the information together.
5: Yes, but Mr. Ziegler, travel, as, as the law states, by the by the code of the law, it states traveling, paying someone to go across state lines is is prostitution. It's a violation of the Mann Act. Let me just move on just one more one more second here. Uh, so when when Hunter Biden paid for this woman to do this with him, oh. to travel across state lines <clears throat> from California to Washington D.C. On June fifteenth, this is a violation of the Mann Act. This was prostitution. Let me continue. Wow. Did Hunter Biden also use his company, Owasco PC, to pay prostitutes?
1: <laughs> Can you hold on one second,
5: mm, Chairman.
1: Yeah, uh, re-
3: yeah. we'll, we'll really give you this additional time back. Thank you. it was.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, how, how, do, how do we answer this properly? Um, because let's face it, this, this is what these guys do. So they regarding Man Act
1: violations, what we can do is, given by the statute, uh, we can turn those over to the House Ways and Means Committee, and then we can tur- they, they can decide to vote to turn them over to you. Regarding Man
5: Act. Yep, thank you, Mr. Ziegler. Um, so talking about Hunter Biden using his company, AWASCO PC, to pay prostitutes, this is also a sp- suspicious activity report showing that victim one, the the woman that was paid for prostitution that traveled from California to Washington, D.C., paid for by Hunter Biden. This is a, an excerpt from a SARS report that we've read in the Treasury, and I think you, you all have looked at these too, showing that victim one was supposedly an employee of a Wasco. Um, but, but I would like to point out, this is not really what most paralegals do <laughs> for law firms. Um, and, and it's very serious that Hunter Biden was paying this woman through his law firm and then writing it off as business Tax exemptions. Most most people write off, uh, you know, their tax write off things for their taxes not through their fraud? businesses, like yeah. a meal or uh, say office supplies. Um, but can you confirm for me that Hunter Biden had written off payments to prostitutes through his law firm Owasco?
1: I appreciate the question. Under the statute. <laughs> Uh, I'm limited in my testimony today, and I, I respectfully would need to turn those records over to the House Ways and Means Committee.
5: Okay, thank you, Mr. Ziegler. One last. Right, let's one pause less. it
1: there. <laughs> As you can tell,
0: uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene came very prepared. Oh yeah, she's got uh, yeah. documentation. She's got boards. She's got specific quotes pulling from the SARS. Um, you know the sp- suspicious activity reports, and. When she's talking to him, she's asking for yes or no questions, yes or no answers. She was good. Yeah, very good. Uh, We might finish that on the other end because I know it gets a little fiery at the end, so maybe we'll do that. We'll also do some sports with your, your pal, Slick Rick. All coming up next right here, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. can't do that. <laughs> that's that's David's stupid thing. I'll just be normal. I'll try. Anyhow. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, things can be getting a little bit dicey now, right? Why are so many people buying emergency food? Well, if you were listening or watching yesterday's show and you heard about the uh, the grain problem coming from uh, between Russia and Ukraine, then you, you would know that the answer to that is that tensions are continually Rising, And as they continue to escalate our fragile food supply chain, well, it might break again. One shocking headline spreads like panic, and uh, it's like wildfire. It takes off like crazy, and grocery stores end up empty within a few minutes. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before any disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. And all you need to do is go to preparewithrab.com. That's preparewithrab.com com for your one-week emergency food supply from my Patriot supply. It's the nation's largest. Preparedness Company with millions of happy and worry-free customers. It also comes when you buy it. it comes with a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious foods. There's no skipping on these meals, offering uh, about 2,000 calories per day. So don't skip the special. $30 savings are available this week on your emergency one-week food supply. Go to preparewithrav.com. That's preparewithrav.com. Dot com and uh take advantage of the sale and be prepared for any crisis or emergency that might beset
2: us. So thank you to uh my Patriot Supply for that. David Zier is here. Hello David. Hey I just wanted to add a comment to that last bit by Which one? Uh, you know MTG. MTG she did a great job. But remember Miranda Devine um in the laptop from hell maintains that when he was um, in these hotels like Chateau Marmont uh, in LA, spending $700,000 on Lamborghinis rentals and stuff and whatever, Mm -hmm. or cars. He was also in a uh, multi-month drug-induced drug drug den prostitution ring um, coming in and out of the hotels. And he asked Joe Biden for money in a meeting, his dad. And they think that Joe Biden paid for one of the prostitute's right. debt, $17,000 on a vice presidential credit card. Yeah. So that went nowhere quick that, you yeah, know, that right story, that way, but uh, it's, it's so, it's so deep and insane.
0: Right. It is deep and insane, but it's something, you know, and you know, we hear people complain about it and we complain about it ourselves. And it seems like nothing ever happens to these people, but you know, again, we have to keep pounding it out there. It's one of those things, right? Yeah.
5: We can't let them get away uh, we with can't,
0: it. N- not only that, but we have to keep reminding people so they know. So this becomes part of when they see these people out, when they see their, these people campaigning, when they're talking to friends and family, like, oh, who are you think I'm going to vote for? They can remind them, oh, by the way, you know about this, right? Because that stuff... It's like it's like the um, it's like the laptop story. It never got out there. And when you hear about it, and people go, "Oh, well, that would have changed my vote." Yep. It was
2: what between seventeen and nineteen yeah. percent of the people said that would have changed my vote. Like when he got his dead brother's wife hooked on crack, and she right. had to go to rehab. Then nobody talks about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the gun in the dumpster.
3: I mean, there's so, so many stories. It that sounds
0: online. like a uh, night out at the Pelosi house. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Clueless.
0: Anyhow, and, and you know what's interesting too. And we'll get to sports right after this. I want to get your take on this, David, and and you too, Slick. Um, Talking about Hunter Biden, I was doing a little research. Why? Because I'm bored sometimes. And I was wondering, um, because you know about the story he got kicked out of the Navy, Hunter Biden, right? He got kicked out, I think it was 2014, something like that. Um, That makes Hunter Biden 43 years old going into the Navy. How did he do that? Why did he do that? These are the questions in my head, right? Because let's face it, I thought there was an age cutoff, as a matter of fact, so I looked it up. What is the age cutoff for joining the Navy? Ah, turns out the Navy uh, lets you join up to the age of 39. Well, Hunter Biden was 43 at the time. Yeah. So why would they accept him? I have a theory. It's just a theory. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to throw it out there and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. I think that was the Biden family way of saying, "Okay, we got a crackhead in our family. We can't have this getting out. Uh, I can't have this kid go to rehab because everybody will know that crackhead Hunter is in rehab. Let's get him some. Who's who's got a great? It almost reminds me of uh, of John Candy in Stripes. You know, oh, I'll join. I'll join the army. You yeah. got a great fitness plan. I'll get me in shape. I'll be a lean, mean fighter machine." Maybe they thought this is gonna be this is gonna be a way for him to get clean, right? Because they're not supposed to be any drugs in the in the Navy or in any of the armed services. So it's like instead of sending him to rehab, let's send him here well, they'll rehab him for us, but nobody will know it's rehab because he's in the Navy and he's right. pretty much sequestered you know, so from dry everybody. him out, like a right. Dry right. I, I don't remember. Exactly. I
2: followed it way back, but I, I don't remember uh, if I heard anything like that. But it could be. No, no.
0: Could that's be. my theory. Well, it could. No, be. N- nobody said it until now. I said, yeah, it. because
3: it was, yeah, <laughs> he, he was in a lot of trouble. I heard they talked him into because he thought he was getting a job in a subway. I mean, but really, it was a sub, right, <laughs> from the Navy? Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, not, on a side you note,
3: um, you know, the um,
2: the uh, uh, military is taking back. People are in their 50s right now Right. because they can't make recruiting goals. Yeah. They called my friend up who was in the Navy in the Gulf War in 90, a uh, catapult operator on the call. Right, but
0: at least he was somebody who was already there. <laughs> no, I know. Just, right? Just a, but I'm to sad. have some guy, some, some lawyer who has never been in the service, it's not like he was going back. You know, oh he was commissioned as an officer. Well how how did he get that? You know how he got that. Yeah. It, it was it was a privilege. Let us go how back and it. look at that. And so they they scam him in there thinking, all right, this will help dry him out. But then he got kicked out again. But then he got kicked out within a few months. And, uh, yeah, because he snuck Coke into the Navy. All right. So that was my theory. I thought I'd throw it out there. And uh, now let's do some sports. It's disgraceful. It really is. Brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow MyPillow.com is the website. Go there. Use our code. Take advantage of the great deals that Mike is offering on all the great MyPillow products. Slick
3: Rick, what do you got? We got the Fiesta Days Rodeo. (laughs) Spanish Fork, Utah. Here we go. Spanish Fork Arena. This just kicked off last night. Bareback riding leaders. First round, the great Clayton Bigelow. 86 points on Frontier Rodeos. High heels. I like that one there. Steer Wrestling, second round. Tyler Pearson, 3.9 seconds. Good score there. Team Roping, second round. Brenton Hall and Peyton Bray, four seconds flat. And then we have Saddle Bronk, Logan Cook, 85 points on Frontier Rodeos. Molly Brown, and tie down. Second round, Cash Enderelli, 8.4 seconds Bow Racing, Savannah Bennett, 17.15 tenths. Bull Riding, Connor Murnion, 85 points on Frontier Rodeos. Frontier Coffee, Red Eye. Okay. $436,348 payout. This rolls right through Sunday. We're going to have some great rodeo wrap ups come Monday. And, uh, well, police cite Vikings rookie Jordan Addison for going 140 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone. What's the rush, son? Uh, Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Police in Minnesota handed Vikings wide receiver Jordan Addison a ticket for going 140 miles an hour in his Lamborghini, I guess it's Uris or Uris uh, on Thursday. Uh, the Minnesota State Police rep- reports that a state troop was moving eastbound on Interstate 94 when he clocked Addison going 140 miles an hour in the 55 mile an hour zone according to Fox News. Addison was issued a citation for speeding and reckless driving the state patrol said in a statement. The team also put out a statement on the in- incident. We are aware of last night's traffic incident involving Jordan Addison and are gathering additional information the Vikings said in the statement per NFL Network. Addison was the Vikings first round pick and the team expects great things from the 21-year-old player for the coming season. But uh, well, his season didn't get off to such a good start there. And I know that 94 road, it's pretty long, pretty straight, a little right. bit windy at the end there. But, man, you don't want to be doing that. It's crazy. 140 and a 55. This is 3 a.m. in the morning. By the way, he must have been coming back from a 2 a.m. naked hammer fight down in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis. I don't know. Try, trying to escape Paul Pelosi? I got a great story about the uh, Colorado Rockies scoreboard operator, but I'll give that to you in the next segment when I do sports. That's a wrap. All
0: right. Well, thank you, Slick. David Zier, of course, his show on Saturday morning called Breaking point. Make sure you tune it in Saturday morning, eight a.m. David, anybody special you got coming up you want to remind people of?
2: Um, Yeah, I got uh, Miriam Goodman. Uh, She's a psychiatrist. She talks. uh, She wrote a book called Trans Nation. Go out and buy it. She talks about the uh, incredible thing that's going on to our children, uh, that they're being indoctrinated, and all this trans stuff is baloney. And um, it's being forced and it's being, uh, and, you know, brainwashing our children to come home to their parents, say, I want to be a man. I want to be a woman. So uh, that's yeah. a, she was great. So stay tuned. That's great. So
0: check that out. Saturday morning with David Zier, your host at uh, Breaking Point right here, 8 a.m. Saturdays, Eastern time, 8 a.m. Eastern time on Real America's Voice. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll do some more with you. Going to check out the chat right now, see where people are chiming in from. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Thursday night. Damon is off. He'll be back tomorrow night to kick off the weekend. In the meantime, Big Z, David Zier is sitting in. You can check out his show Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Breaking point right here on Real America's Voice. Slick Rick is here. He's got sports. And uh, anything, any, any big story coming
3: up that we're going to talk about in the final
0: sports report?
3: Uh, great story about the Colorado Rockies scoreboard. I think that's funny. And, of course, Rick, I've got Tour de France for you. Oh, I'm going to have an update now. 19th run. It's going <laughs> to <be> wrap up <laughs> oh. on Saturday. It's coming down to the wire. I, I got know. that for you, pal. Yep, Close race.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, David Zier, anything else you had? I know you had a few different things you wanted to talk about. I think one of them being uh, Vivek Varaswant. Uh, how do yeah, I say Yeah,
2: so yet? they're they're claiming uh, <laughs> there's a new poll out uh, by Kaplan Strategies. I'm not sure of the validity of it, but that uh, DeSantis and Vivek are now tied at 12% each uh, behind Trump's 48%, you know, uh, of the, uh, of support in the GOP field. Um, but Ramaswamy supposedly is outperforming six other hopefuls uh, by more than double marking a surprise, you know, for this poll, but you know, he's ahead of Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, Mike Nikki Haley, Asa Hutchinson. And in most polls, he's ahead of most of those people in two other polls last week. He tied, um, pence who really hurt himself with that uh, tucker thing from yeah. the family uh thing council in iowa you know yeah um but the
1: the
2: there are critics and you know people don't know a lot about vivek mm-hmm. his message is a very conservative one and he's hammering everybody to, you know and he's really uh, you know kind of in trump's corner and he's right. been hammering but the new york Wait. post has an article challenging this right
0: well, you know what, I, I, and I find everything I've seen so far. You know, when when you're talking about the statements he's making and, and the clips that he's putting out, he pretty much draws a line in the sand, right? He's pretty much throwing down a marker, saying, "Look, President Trump is getting screwed. Either you agree, or you're not. You're not.
2: We don't want you around." So basically. he has all these. You know, positions that people like. Yeah. uh, But, you know, are they sincere? And that's the question. Um, And he's also doing something that's kind of unprecedented in politics. He's offering 10% to people to raise money for him to get a cut of what they raise. Right. And it's kind of like people are saying it's a Ponzi scheme or a pyramid scheme. Um, And uh, it's kind of like a multi level marketing thing. So, you know, we, we have to see, we have to vet him out. Um, I, I love his message. Yeah. I think it's, it's been strong and everything, but is it all real? And then there's other people who say he's a globalist and he's a hostage to the multinationalist, uh, being that, you know, he's this, um, you know, billionaire. Um, so um, I think we really got to dig deep on him and figure this out quick right. because he is gaining steam yeah he is and
0: uh you know it'll be interesting because like like you said he's he's up in these polls, and for a guy that um a lot not a lot of people have, have known really I mean he's been out there he's a billionaire he's done you know all these tech businesses, what have you, so people kind of kind of know peripherally maybe they've heard of the businesses, yeah. but they never put his name and his face with it and now they're hearing him and seeing him for the first time. You know, let's face it. You know he, he kind of draws you in because, like you said, you know he's, he's very strong on his opinions on where he stands, yeah, and well-spoken. he's not—he's not one of the—he's not a Mike Pence. He's not—he's
2: not an Asa Hutchinson. He's no, not he's, one of these out-swinging right. Career politician type. guy. Right. Yeah, and, and he's well spoken, very but sharp. But at Turning Point, you dialogue. know, he was the second most popular person there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, you know what? Plus, there were so many great speakers. You know,
0: you know, say what you want. He's young, yeah. and um people are looking for that next that next leader coming down the road because you know let's face it trump is uh late 70s and yeah he's 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 you know he probably has more energy than most people for his age yeah
3: and even younger. He probably has more energy than him, too. Nobody's competing with him, I don't think. Right.
0: I, I think he what he's averaged three to four hours of sleep a night, maybe a couple naps during a day, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, those those people, and I've read about those people in the past. When I was growing up, you know, you read these books and you, you hear about, like, you know, why was this person so aggressive and why were they so is, successful? He's it's fire like as far you far find out fire. that they have certain traits that others like them have had in the past where they don't need a lot of sleep. Yeah. They're constantly going. Their brain is constantly
2: moving. And, uh, you know, that's tough to find. One thing people are having a tough time overcoming that he's Hindu and he can get a lot of support from the Indian community in the United States, which is mostly Democrats. Right. Um, But, you know, uh, people don't know a lot about the Hindu faith and he says it's not an obstacle for Mm him. Um, And, you know, listen, Indians are wonderful people. So, but, you know, people in America, you know, we're mostly a Judeo-Christian culture. um, You know, that could, that could affect him. But... Uh, we have to see. I think we really got to take a deep dive. I know there's somebody um, who, who's on Rav a lot that's very critical of him, and I'm going to try to get him on. Okay. So.
0: All right. Well, that's good to know. Anything else uh, that's bothering I know Zelensky was bothering you. Well, I think he
2: bothers a lot of us. Yeah, r- really quick. Uh, you know, Zelinsky, uh, there was a New York Times article this weekend, uh, which is surprising, saying that uh, they're admitting that they're taking heavy losses over there and against That they've uh, only taken about five of the 60 miles they hope to cover in this uh, spring offensive. Dude, spring offensive, it's
0: almost, it's gonna be fall soon.
2: Yeah, and they lost (laughs) about 20% of the new weaponry supplied to them uh, by the West. And they acknowledge that there's been a pause in their operations, and the Pentagon has. Publicly acknowledged the pause as well. So, the, you know, they're looking to regroup and do whatever, but um, they've taken heavy losses. And as I said yesterday, uh, they lost about a third, 34 of the 100 Bradley fighting vehicles, which are very expensive, um, over there due to Russians or breaking down or destroyed or damaged. So um, it doesn't look like it's going their way. No, definitely not. And just
0: so, so people know what's been going on over there as well. I know we don't cover Ukraine a lot um, because there is so much here on the home front that we're trying to focus in on. Because let's face it, we put America first as well um, because that's what's most important. This is what's going to affect us day to day. So that's what we focus on for the most part. Yeah. But from what I understand here, and this is coming from CPTO, the American Patriot uh, on Twitter, uh, not sure how accurate it is, but I wouldn't say it's beyond the realm of possibility that Zelensky has a, uh, a, a multi-million dollar home in Florida, that he's probably got about a billion dollars in a bank, some other maybe as many as fifteen homes scattered across Europe. As three private planes, and humbly pays himself a few million dollars a month uh, to fight a war that they say he can never win. Mm. So,
2: yeah, someone uh, to go back to Vivek for a second. Somebody brought up that there was a story, uh, and and they've taken it off Wikipedia that uh, he was taking Soros money. So I, I can't confirm that. Right, but. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, that's OK. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we got to keep pay attention to. Yeah,
2: but Zelensky know? definitely, um, you know, is in bed with the oligarchs. And like Bannon always said in the beginning, why aren't the Russian oligarchs, why aren't the Ukraine oligarchs who have been stealing money from the people paying for this war? Right. And why are we?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, yep. and, you know, we've already seen what Zelensky's done. He's outlawed other uh, political parties over there. He's shut down uh, alternative news sources. Either you, you talk about him in a glowing light or you don't talk at all, basically. Yep. So, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the, uh, the the Nazism we're fighting for over there. Isn't that great? Yeah, Isn't that wonderful. Beautiful. Good stuff. now getting back to the home front I was just talking about the home front you know what let me plug this for America first because I did mention you know America first before um if you are in the area of the America first warehouse I'm just throwing this out there because I saw it somebody mentioned it in the chat as well uh I think it was who mentioned it Trump Corvette actually mentioned this in the getter chat about the America first car show coming this weekend Doors open at 11 a.m. If you're in the area on Long Island, you want to check out a great car show. The America First Car Show is happening at the America First Warehouse. Uh, go to their website, americafirstwarehouse.com, and you can find out all the details. Kind of cool. I love car shows. Could be a beautiful weekend in the yeah. Northeast, too. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, they have good events there. And, uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani's been there Yeah. He had Rudy pretty- Palooza two weeks ago. He's going to be doing a show often there. Um so, oh, yeah? And then uh, there's a partnership with uh, Border Nine One One Brewing, you know, which should be good. You know, Holman was there a few weeks ago, so.
3: And the next week, you got a show there, right? Next yeah. Friday. A yeah, a lot in the hopper.
0: All right. Beautiful. Good to know. And uh, you know, you might see us stop stop down there. I know David's done some stuff. We've stopped Slick Rick and I, and and yeah. uh, and uh, Damon have stopped by after place. Uh, some of the events he's put on there. Great place. And if you do have the opportunity to see it. Please go check it out. Uh, we were talking about this story last night as well, and it's another follow-up. This, I think this is day three of the follow-up about Jason Aldean. Uh, many feel, this is coming from Fox News, many feel Jason Aldean is the latest victim of cancel culture after the CMT pulls the Try That in a Small Town video. According to uh, Jason Aldean, he is fighting back. And uh, it's interesting how the left will cancel a song about how crime isn't welcome in a town, yet push songs that glorify, that glorify drugs, violence, and sex, <laughs> according to comedian Tim Young. And uh, yeah, he couldn't be uh, couldn't be more right about that. I mean, this is getting, this is starting to turn into a much bigger story. I know I mentioned it two nights ago, and Damon was like, "Yeah, I guess." And then, you know, last night we talked about it again, and it's, it's getting it's getting even bigger. And now you see a third day where now, of course, the song has gone to number one. So everybody who's uh, downloading it, thank you for doing that. I mean, you know, we got to support the people who are on our side. You know, America, Americans outside Jason, this is another story from Breitbart. Um, Americans outside Jason Aldean's Nashville bar scoff at music video backlash and call them a bunch of sissies. <laughs> Americans on Broadway responded to critics who say country music star, Jason Aldine's song, try that in the small town and it's accompanying video evoked van vigilantism and racism. Um, Carmen outside the Aldean Nashville bar said, I think it's a bunch of sissies making a big deal out of, you know, it's free speech. First of all, don't think it's a racial thing at all. I think that's the way he feels about our country. Uh, Darren was more open to the critics. He said this, everybody has different opinions. Everybody's different, and it's a big country. I say he should have his artistic freedom. And, of course, critics have argued that Aldine's Song's message, the bit, that big city behavior, like stomping a flag and swearing at cops, wouldn't be received well in a small town. And he's not wrong. He ain't lying. A uh, video of Aldine and his band was also shot in front of the Tennessee tennessee courthouse where a mob lynched a black man back in 1927 so of course that video now has become well you know because he shot it there he must be a racist of course it's completely overblown people are uh people are you know fighting back uh this one person who was out there uh in front of aldean's bar in nashville said i thought it's a beautiful song everybody's going to take it the way they want either it's freedom of speech or it's not said laurie and uh yeah Again, the song is called "Try that in a small town," and it was the video was released I guess last Friday it was played heavily on cmt until the network pulled it from its rotation earlier this week without explanation. so there you have it once yeah. again uh woke doesn't seem to enjoy freedom of speech nope. and loving of country and you know anything nonviolent. Just amazing. Just amazing. And uh, somebody else who's paying a price for that is Garth Brooks. Believe it or not, I got a story on Garth Brooks here. Uh, Guy Fieri. (laughs) Guy Fieri jumped in. Cancels Garth Brooks' regular reservation. Yeah, he canceled his reservation at his restaurant and said there's no Bud Light here.
2: Oh, he's are you kidding me?
0: serious, uh, after Guy Fieri was spotted at a UFC event with former president Donald Trump, he was immediately thrust into the culture war yep. within hours. They began calling him a sellout. Uh, he tried to stay out of it for the most part. Um, but then he got a reservation request from none other than Garth Brooks. The note said that he'd be bringing a camera crew and plenty of Bud Light Fieri, said, uh, I don't think so. He responded by personally canceling Brooks' reservation. He said he called him directly and told him there are two things he refuses to serve, Bud Light and him. Oh, Oh my God. Wow. As for Brooks, he's been having issues trying to get a reservation anywhere in Nashville after he called conservatives who love their country a-holes. It remains to be seen if he's learned his
3: lesson. I have a Guy Fieri story for you when you come back for one minute. He's so full, we call him Garth Brooks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's Garth Broke now. Yes, Garth Broke is Ridiculous. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Oh my goodness, show is almost over. Final segment Rick, coming up. Rick, Flick man. Rick, David Zia. We'll jump in the chat. Say hello. Live from Studio 6B. We'll be back, David. live from studio 6b real america's voice on a thursday night damon will be returning tomorrow night so uh hang tight for that we'll get the key, the weekend kicked off david zier in the meantime has been filling in sitting in doing what he does the yeah. uh the favorite neighbor he's like the sitcom neighbor uh, uh yeah. looks over the fence and we go yeah. hey hey zier what's going on hey neighbor and there's David's here. Yeah. <laughs> Check him out. I'm I was spying on you over the fence. Exactly. Saturday morning's breaking point is his show right here on Real America's Voice, eight A. M. Eastern Time. Great stuff as always with him. Uh Slick Rick is gonna have sports. We'll do that in just a few moments. But I did get a uh a Slick Rick, who was who was bugging me about what'd you say, Aaron? Uh sure. Who who was the uh person you were talking about? Oh,
3: Ronnie Lincoln in the Ronnie chat. Lincoln. Ronnie I Lincoln. guess he's
0: got a uh let me let me uh, make He's
3: sure I LinkedIn. do this correctly. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> the guy's trying to log on. Well, this guy you know on what LinkedIn. it
0: is. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm trying to grab this meme that he said you got to <laughs> check out. It's it hilarious. I'm um, hilarious. I put this together, and I want to make sure that I give this guy proper credit because I want to put it up on the screen. But now I'm screwing things up. So let's do some sports first. All right, you work on, and that. I'll figure this out for Ronnie Lincoln. You
3: got it. All, All right, right. You go Sports walk the dog. Brought
0: brought you to you know. by uh, MyPillow. MyPillow.com is the website. LFS6B is your checkout code to use on checkout. Take advantage of some great deals. Get some great merch for yourself. And, of course, you'll be
3: supporting a real good friend of the show yes. and a great patriot, Mike Lindell, MyPillow.com. Slick Rick, what do you got? All right. Just some quick Major League Baseball scores. Just two games still in action right now. Cardinals pretty much taking care of business against the Cubs. They're up 7-1. to one. That's in the bottom of the fifth. Astros and Athletics, no score there, just underway. And, uh, well, speaking of baseball, I got a cute story here. Rockies scoreboard operator uses Titanic sub-disaster joke against someone named Becky. This is Warner Todd Houston and Breitbart. Stay with me on this one. The Colorado Rockies scoreboard operator seems angry at someone named Becky and is willing to throw a Titanic submarine disaster joke at her. During Wednesday's game between the Rockies and the Astros, the scoreboard at Coors Field flashed a very strange message that seems to foretell domestic problems in the scoreboard operators room, uh, using a stethoscope to listen to the heart. Cardiologists can detect narrow valves, valve leakage and or abnormal rhythm. The strange message read. Don't bother asking him to check your heart though, Becky, that crushed Titanic sub has more life inside it than that collapse cave. You uh, call a chest cavity. The wow. message concluded. <laughs> no, really crazy, right? The message instantly sent Twitter operators to ask for a wellness check of that score. This is a scoreboard in this, in, in, in on the field there. Um, And this isn't the first time a weird message like that ended up on Causefield. Last year, one game notes message lead. Life pro tip. but Don't put up with anyone who's reckless with your heart. Life will dramatically be better if you don't pay mind to any heartbreaker. Real-life heartbreaker. Tell him to scream. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, these messages are really funny. I just think the moral to the whole story is that the guy's in a rocky relationship, and he just can't seem to, you know, get his act together. Ah, yeah, yeah you know. But anyway, really crazy. And let's just get to really one quick quick, quick one, Rick. Uh, Tour de France 2023. Huge upset as Casper Asgreen wins from Breakaway on stage 18 to deny sprinters. This is coming down to the wire now. The uh, the Tour de France will be wrapping up on Saturday. And this is Felix Lowe of Euro News. The sprinters reward for surviving the mountains, having the best seats in the house to watch the Breakaway take a surprise victory on stage 18. Kasper Asgreen uh, ended uh, Quick-Step's hunt for a victory at the 2023 Tour after proving the quickest from a brave quartet of escapees, while Jonas Vingegaard uh, stayed upright to leave him just three. Three stages away from a second overall title. Looks like uh, Vingegaard is going to get it, Rick. I think, I, unless there's a major upset in the list. Well, last how many? How many seconds
0: are between the two now? Between uh, Pagaccha and uh, Vingegaard?
3: Uh, it's close. I don't. I don't I think have it's a ten break. seconds. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's tight. It's ten seconds. I mean, that literally is. That's right down to the yeah. wire. Yeah. Pagaccha is also right there in the thick of things. But Vingegaard's trying to get it, and we'll see what happens. So we'll have it. We'll actually have that. The uh, tour continues tomorrow with a rolling stage 19 that suits the breakaway far more than Thursday's stage. Ahead of the final mountainous test in the Vogus on Saturday, that stands between Vingegaard and a second yellow jersey in Paris. Wow, that's a wrap right. in sports, Rick. All right, well, thank you about
0: the, thank you with that update there, slick Rick. I think I was able to get uh, Ronnie Lincoln's. Um, meme. I guess he created this. It's on his uh, Getter page. <laughs> Check it out for yourself. Oh it's in God. celebration, uh, I guess, of uh, Mitt Romney's uh, big, uh, you know, celebra- celebratory uh, tweet where he released a video talking about hot dogs he's being gotta, his
1: favorite
2: meat. He's got to get that to American <laughs> Sunrise. DM this is hilarious. And get her.
0: It's called Pierre Delecto, classic uncured wieners. 100% rhino.
2: <laughs> 100% right Wow.
0: It says here, uh, Mitt Romney uh, is quoted. I eat <laughs> hot dog meat just like all you regular folks in flyover country. Look at that. See, so he's he's acknowledging the electorate there. Very nice. Thank you for that, Mitt. Uh, customer reviews. Kamala Harris enjoys them. Uh, also, Jerry Nadler. He says, I eat three or four packs a day. <laughs> I think you could probably say that about Chris Christie, too. That, that is the official Donna's hot pants. dog of the
3: naked 2 a.m. fight
0: club. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Nancy <laughs> yeah. Pelosi also chimes in. My husband, Paul, absolutely loves a good wiener as a late-night snack.
3: So <laughs> <have it. laughs> she, she likes the snap of the dog.
2: <laughs> I love the uh, New York Post headline for Anthony Wiener. It said, Wieners rise and fall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, thank you,
0: Ronnie Lincoln. Uh, inside the Getter chat. Everybody go to his, uh, go to his Getter page if you want to <laughs> steal that. You know what? Don't steal it. Just share it. Just get it out there to your friends. Send it to everybody. And like uh, like David Zier said, you know what? Uh, put it on hand ed henry's getter page oh, get it man. to american sunrise i'm sure they'll throw tomorrow. it out there that's it the riot. all right uh david zier anything else you want to make sure you cover before we uh, uh, call it a wrap
2: i'm out of material
0: We're out of material sorry to hear that
2: <laughs> <laughs> it could happen um but yeah i'm very excited about this upcoming week uh, be prepared for another trump indictment though maybe two coming um, and, uh, everybody's on hinge, but the more, the merrier, because, uh, people see that this is, um, you know, a political takedown and, um, you know, they, they just liquid. They, they should do one. They should have done one, you right. know, because now there's what going to be four three four five you know? Yeah. So, um, they're, they're proving our point.
0: Yeah. And, uh, here's something I know we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Cause I'm sure Damon's going to be worked up about this. And we've talked about this. The, uh, the central bank, uh, CBDC, uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve, this is just breaking uh, late tonight, has launched a long-awaited service, not really, uh, which will aim to modernize con- the country's payment system by eventually allowing everyday Americans to send and receive funds in seconds, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the central bank announced.
2: Yeah, get rid of cash.
0: Get rid of cash. Oh, this yeah. is their this is their move. This yeah. is their push. Again, it's about ultimate control. If yeah. they can eliminate paper money, <sighs> Gosh. and they make you go through this system, they control everything. What you have, everything right. exactly. Just and like can with, turn with, like, it off of
2: when you don't ESG. Right. They or
0: can. DEI. They can They can set limits. They can tell you where you can and can't spend this. Yeah. They can turn it off. Oh, you didn't spend it fast enough. We take it you back. You can't donate
2: to the Trump campaign. Right.
0: You can't. Yeah. You can't donate to uh, causes unless they approve of those causes. This is the, this is the ultimate uh, credit system, right? This is what China has been aiming for all these, all these years. Yep. This is what they've been aiming for to control every aspect of your life. This is called the FedNow service. Well, Fed, you know, I'm thinking of a different F word right now um, for, this, for this particular service, but they're, they're seeking to eliminate the several-day lag it commonly takes for cash transfers to settle. They want, they want the money to be available to you, and, and this is how they always, they, they always couch these things that way, where, no, 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 this is going to help you. This is going to be better for you, man. Now you're not going to have to wait a couple of days. It'll be instant. Yeah, you're going to have access to your money. We're not
2: going to touch it. We're not going to do anything to it, right, David? Ah. Yeah, we're from the government. We're here to help you. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> the the nine scariest words in the English language. All right. I think uh, so. We'll look forward to that tomorrow night with Damon. I see, I see a pair of boots coming off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching. Everybody working on the front lines, our uh, our military, active and retired, everybody working out there, the police, the firefighters, the nurses, doctors, truck drivers, postal workers, people that make our lives easier, plumbers, electricians, you name it, everybody helping America be the best that it can be. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching. Aaron and Fran in the booth, David Zier, Slick Rick, and, of course, you guys at home help making us what we do here live at studio 6B from real america's voice we will see you tomorrow night
3: peace